Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, I would like to explore the theme of sexual healing. Of course, as in all of these podcasts, I am simply voicing my viewpoint for the time being, and I will start by stressing the importance for women to heal on the level of their sexual organs, and in particular in regards to their menstrual cycle. In present-day society, we have developed medications, birth control uh, medications, that have been a welcome arrival in our society as they have liberated women from uh, the specter of unwanted pregnancy. These birth control medications have sparked the sexual revolution in the West in the 60s and not a moment too soon as far as I'm concerned. What is often underestimated in the case of these medications is how deeply they affect a woman's natural menstrual cycle. In many cases, these medications completely stop the ovulation process for women, and uh, this causes very important, very drastic changes in hormonal balance for women. These hormonal cycles are very important to the health, physical, but also emotional and mental health of women. And uh, women have made huge sacrifices in terms of personal health and well-being in order to avoid in uh, easy ways unwanted pregnancies. Many women and many of my girlfriends have very irregular menstrual cycles and they often experience menstruation as a very painful affair. So I feel it is important if we want to heal our sexuality to begin from the very basics and that is by going in and healing at the level of the reproductive organs and the ovulation and menstruation cycles. A wonderful thing to witness is how women have returned to more natural birth control strategies and technologies, oftentimes technologies that have been with us in one part of the world or another for millennia, and 
are looking for ways and finding ways to honor once again this very important part of their physiology and of their lives. And in so doing, they are once again honoring their femininity all the way down to the cellular level. In many traditional societies, the menstruation time was always a special time where women used to be put in a place, in a special place that was not a segregation, an alienation from the rest of the community, but was an honoring of the fact that they were in the middle of a very important time of the month. In later cultures, this same honoring was distorted as we increasingly bought into a belief that women are less than men, then these special places did indeed become places of segregation. An example of this is ayahuasca ceremonies. Ayahuasca ceremonies are open to menstruating women if the medicine person that leads these ceremonies has a positive judgment on women and their natural cycles. My teacher, Don Francisco, has taught me not to discriminate against menstruating women and has taught me that actually when women are menstruating, they are at the height of their power, of their feminine power. That heightened feminine power can be a source of insecurity for men or for women who have not themselves been honoring their power. And that results oftentimes in the exclusion of menstruating women from ayahuasca ceremonies. I have learned with time how to deal with women menstruating in ceremony and I've actually found that, that it was never an accident that a woman would schedule her participation in an ayahuasca ceremony exactly at the time of her menstruation. This was always a sign that actually this woman was in deep need of healing at the level of her reproductive organs. The one thing that my teacher taught me is to actually be very cautious in the dosage of medicine for such women because they are already in a very heightened, very sensitive state which means that for most women, while menstruating, their need for medicine is actually less than it would be otherwise in the rest of the month. I believe that 
to heal that relationship with one's own reproductive sexual organs and to once again experience ovulation and menstruation as a natural thing rather than as something painful or an impediment to one's life is the basis for women to reconnect with their power. Female erotic sexual energy is probably the most powerful of human energies, which is not a surprise then that we have tried to suppress and deny that energy in women for many centuries. Healing that disconnection from their erotic energy may seem like a scary thing to particularly men who are already prone to feeling insecure in regards to women. However, I feel that only with the full re-empowerment of women, we can actually continue surviving and thriving as a species and therefore encourage women to follow their own healing all the way into their wombs and their hormonal system. Now, when it comes to sexual healing in general, and this is for men as well as women, I wish to express a personal opinion. And that opinion is that there are no plant medicine people who have the ability, the expertise to help individuals in their sexual healing process by actually touching the sexual organs of these individuals. There may be a handful of exceptions on this planet. However, the majority of plant medicine people that invite their clients for a special, particularly a private session of sexual healing under their guidance, they are being misleading. And as a result of that, the person that participates in those supposedly healing sessions will come out of it most likely even more traumatized than when they first went in. So it's important for me to voice this warning to women as well as men to not go there to not accept those invitations, no matter how alluring they may be. This is particularly important for people with a history of sexual abuse and sexual misconduct, as 
most likely what they're doing, they are not going to find the healing that on some level they consciously seek, but they are going to fall back again into patterns of abuse. These people need to be very conscious and very careful and avoid any form, even if disguised under the terms healing, avoid any sexual contact with a plant medicine person. It is important to be aware that healing of wounds connected with our sexuality and our sexual energy are not really about sexuality. They are about consciousness. In my viewpoint, everything that we manifest, including our traumas, our diseases, have their roots in consciousness. And therefore, the practice of sexual touch does oftentimes not really address the real issues. And these are taken advantage of, our naivete is taken advantage of by people who promise us that through sexual touch and sexual intercourse as part of a healing session will provide all the healing that their clients is looking for. Now, there can be a component of touch and even sexual intercourse between a therapist and a client that can be very valuable and very healing. However, the problem, as far as I'm concerned, lies in consciousness. Therefore, somebody who promises to help us heal our sexuality without addressing our consciousness, without addressing our wounds, our emotions, our beliefs, is trying to sell us something that is not really valid. If they are trying to sell us something that is not really valid, is because they have a hidden agenda. And their hidden agenda, such as taking advantage of somebody else, of using another human being for their sexual pleasure, will play out with our own wounds rather than help us heal them. The soul wounds, the wounds in our consciousness of rejection, abandonment, humiliation, injustice, or betrayal can be easily played out in the sexual arena, but they cannot be, in my opinion, fully healed by exclusively engaging on a physical level. The exploration in consciousness of the beliefs and the emotions connected with these wounds is for me the more truly effective way 
to heal those wounds. Another very, very important aspect of sexual healing is by actually exploring our own gender issues. For women, their own uh, issues, their judgments in regards to their being a woman, and for men, their judgments about being a man. And for all the people who are gender variant of any kind and of any expression to also continue their own healing at the level of gender, of letting go of negative judgments, of letting go of victimhood, of letting go of blaming society or others for their own feelings of being uncomfortable with their own biological gender as well as the gender of their choice. And of course, last but not least, what is important is an exploration of our own judgments and feelings in regards to our own sexual preference and orientation. All of these sexual physiology, menstruation, gender, sexual orientation, these are basic building blocks of our own erotic energy. And that erotic energy can only thrive and become a beautifully nurturing and nourishing and expansive energy for our lives. In my healing work with plant medicines, I always start at the bottom of the ladder. That is, we begin, if there is a such need, and addressing our needs is most important. Fulfilling our desires can happen later on, but it's important to start at the very basis of our being. And uh, that basis of our being does not lie in our heads, but in our very physiological constitution, in the very gender that is inscribed in every cells of our bodies, and is also very importantly connected with our sexuality and with our relationship with our own sexuality. If that relationship is an ambivalent or a judgmental one, then we cannot fully embrace this powerful and beautiful energy. Blessings.